Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Blanderson, motherfucking Hooper? What is up, Craig? Unfucking believable. And good day to Barry. Unbelievable. First, you give him the schedule to do- to dole out, <laughs> and now he gets second billing. It's none of your business, Barry. It's none of your business. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Sorry for the late pod this week. I think we were hoping to record last night, but Barry, uh, he was watching a show called None of Your Business, which I've never heard of. I was just fucking around. <laughs> you guys really thought I was in a bad mood? I, was, I know you did, Jay. I did. We both did. We were both I, texting back and forth thinking something was wrong with Barry because you were being so But I didn't like, reply secretive. to your texts because I didn't see them. I had my phone on silent. It was face down because I didn't want any interruptions at th- that time and then i yeah, saw you I guys said, text back I, and forth yeah but i said are we are we recording the show tonight yay or nay and then you were just like nay and then, and then that then was it were, then then that was it for then like you, an hour you went dark and jay and i were like really <laughs> that was you, it barry's just like i'm making the decision for everyone right here nay <laughs> puts the phone down <laughs> yeah, upside down for you from uh, for hours yeah. hours yeah J- jay was texting your wife just I, to see if you were I, awake. I texted your wife to, to see what had <laughs> happened to you. It's a weird thing because you, Jay, you, you were like, I texted Jordana. He's awake. And so she, she like, I was like, so does Jordana get in, like, say, hey, Barry, Jay's trying to get in touch with you? Or, or she's just like, he's awake. Leave him the fuck alone. He wants to be left alone right well, now. Well, then he wrote us back. So I assume she said something to him. She did. I mean, I don't know at what point it was that you texted her. She was downstairs. I was upstairs. And then when I when I went downstairs, she had said, yeah, Jay just texted me to see if you were okay. <laughs> and if you got his text. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking text him back. And you yeah, wanted to know so- what I was watching. So I said, it was none of your business. <laughs> I mean, but why wasn't it our business? I don't know. Why do you need to know what I'm watching? What difference does that make? All right, wherever you listen to the show, everybody, please remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast where everything is our business, Barry. We don't hide anything from each other, and we certainly don't hide anything from our listeners. All right? Unless it's really fucking bad, because sometimes we say some bad shit and I have to take it out. Dude, a couple weeks ago, I was laying in bed at like 4 a.m. after editing the show. One of the sexy Clarkson Avenue reads got really bad. (laughs) And I made this comment at the end of it that, that even when I was editing, I was like, should I leave that in? That's really bad. I'm laying up in bed like an hour after I after I published <laughs> published the episode, and I was like, "Fuck, I got to go back down there and take it out." It was killing me. <laughs> so some of you heard like a triple X rated version of the Clarkson Avenue read, and then others of you probably heard just an X rated version. Oh, I Do you guys which know what I'm talking about? Then. You're talking about the the 
with a load in your mouth or something? The only way that you got the triple X rated version was if you downloaded it at like four in the morning. Oh, okay. No, I didn't hear that one then. I think a couple hundred people or so probably heard that one. <laughs> Guys, NBA, NHL, MLB, any sport you're into, plus a ton of reality show bets, futures, and props. If you're looking to place a bet on anything, especially sports, go to betonline.ag. That is the best and only place to lock it in. Barry, what is your account at right now? Um, do you keep like all your money in there all the time or do you take it out sometimes? No, I just thought it's sitting there because I know at some point I'm going to want to bet, so... They've got my money sitting in that account, but it makes it easy because I don't have to deal with transactions and, and stuff like that. So it's sitting at like 1200 bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Did you win anything last week? Um, I, I won the under in the Orlando game. Okay. I don't even know what that means, really. I didn't All anyway. Right. I was I was super close to betting it, though. It's, it's total combined points over under and 209 was where it was at. And it was like five minutes before tip off. I had the thing open. I was ready to push the button for the under. And I was, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even going to bet it. Because it's weird betting the over-unders in an NBA game. And I would have I fucking won big time because Nick scored 89 points and it was like a total of like, what, it was 107 to 89. So Let's I would not talk about that game. Time. Anyway. From, from, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Well, you just started talking about that Orlando loss. I don't think we want. I don't think we need to talk about it because no. uh, that was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. It's like a bad date. You want to put that well behind <laughs> you. Move on to the next one. It was ugly. Yeah, the Knicks have been in a stretch now of just practices, so I'm excited about that. Players getting to work with this coaching staff for several days, especially the young guys. Team always seems to come back really strong after a few days in practice. Mitchell Robinson had a successful surgery. Did you guys hear his message to Knicks fans? Yeah, from the hospital bed after the surgery? Yeah. He was getting choked up. Hey, Knicks fans, Mitchell Robinson here. Um, Just wanted to thank you for all the prayers you guys have been sending me. All the support, the love. You know, I appreciate that a lot. I really needed that because it's my first one ever having this done. Um, just want to appreciate you guys. You know, I'll be back soon. Better than ever. Go Knicks. You could tell he was getting a little emotional. Barry's rolling his eyes. <laughs> it was either, either he was getting emotional or he like, you know, swallowed saliva down the wrong pipe while he was talking. No, he was he was feeling it there. Well, there's no timetable really for his return, but they're saying late March as of now. But something else did return. Mitch's block party came back. That's right. All right, did you check that out? Of course I did. I, it's been like a year and a half drought of no Mitch block parties. We thought with Thibodeau coming here that that show would never come back. Thibodeau might not have even known about it. I bet you he, Thibodeau doesn't know about it. I think that was taped in the hotel. That wasn't a full-scale production either. <laughs> no. It was like a three-minute, <laughs> just three minutes of him sitting next to Obi, chat, shooting the shit. Yeah, in like the hallway. There were no index cards. Usually they have those cards. They play a game. It's a little more... Produced. I have to be honest. If I was going to give a review of this one, it was not good. Did you enjoy any part of that? Yeah. I mean, I enjoy Obi. So I, you know, I I liked it. Them together, they almost seemed very similar, their personalities. Yeah. They just made each other giggle. What's Obi's name? Obadala? (laughs) That's what Mitch called it. Yeah. And then Mitch can't get through one of those episodes without making fun of Kevin Knox's head or face. Call him Blockface. Boxhead or Boxface. Boxhead. Sorry, Blockface. Boxhead. And he made fun of his feet or shoes. Yeah, he always busts on Kevin in these things. I feel bad for Knox sometimes. 
<laughs> he always does. Kevin! Is Julius Randle an all-star? What the hell's going on? Have they named the reserves yet? No, the 23rd no. they named the reserves. So why did Nick Young I know, congratulate I him I don't on know. Twitter? Does he know something that no one else knows? Days in advance? I mean, if he's not an all-star, I mean, that's that's crazy. I, I don't consider him even on the bubble of I this reserve list. I think we prepare ourselves for some disappointment. No. No, he's in. I, I don't know. He's not even one of the fringe guys, dude. You never know, because the Knicks get so little respect. I think it's maybe starting to shift a little bit, right, this year, because you're hearing teams just talk about how they don't want to play them and how hard they're playing. I mean, they've they've jumped up from being like one of the worst teams in the league to now, at least being middle of the pack right now. And they're a hard team to play against. Is that going to make a difference in Julius Randle getting the nod this year? Well, that with his numbers alone, those two things are going to help. They have now, to. Yeah. I mean, now I know they have a losing record, but I mean, they're 14 and 16. They're not one of these teams that's like 12 and 18 or 10 and 18 where, you know, then they're, they're like significantly a losing team. They've been, you know, close to that 500 mark for a while now. And again, his numbers, you know, 23.2, 10.9, 5.5 assists. He's above 40% from three. It's remarkable what he's doing um, at his position. And there's really nobody that could beat him out. I mean, Nikola Vucevic is close, but again, he's on Orlando who's struggling. So if, if, Coaches are going to take that into account if the guy's on a losing team, which they've done, you know, in prior years, then he's got a great shot at being there. There's no reason why he shouldn't be. Yeah, everyone goes crazy about Bam Adebayo, who's a great young player. No, Bam's right? not Bam's not making it. He's not even on my fringe. No, I, no, I agree. But I mean, sometimes people will say like, maybe he could make it ahead of him. But he's, he's averaging 20 a game, 9.3 boards, five and a half assists. And, and for, those are great numbers. But they're fucking nothing like Julius Randle numbers. They're no. really not even close. No, I mean, Nicola's beating him in points. Nicola's beating him in rebounds. Um, Nicola's beating him in three-point percentage. Barely, but he's beating him. So you got to look out for him. You know, Ben Simmons, his numbers, you know, although his points numbers aren't nearly as good as Julius, you know, the fact that he's averaging, you know, eight rebounds and eight assists and 15 points and Philadelphia, you know, their record is so good. Um, you know, he's one of those fringe guys. But again, I think I think Randall is safe. What about Sabonis? Uh Sabonis, I have him making it. I have Yeah, both he's got to. He's having a great season. I've got Levine, I've got Tatum, I've got Brown, probably James Harden. Bradley Beal. Well, Beal's a starter. Right. A lot of future Knicks on this team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of tweets about people saying about Julius, pay the man. Pay, pay the man. Why? Why would anybody do that? I don't I don't know. <laughs> Are you seeing those? Barry, people are saying that we that you know it's time to pay the man, lock him in. It is way too early to be even thinking about that. Yeah, that's the benefit of this deal. Is you don't have to think about it. You know, make him prove it two years in a row, and then yes, if he has a year next year, like he's having this year, and if you and I mean, first let's finish out this year. Come on, we're not even halfway through the year. But if he finishes out the same way he's gone, and he has a similar year next year, then yes, then pay the man. Multi-year contract, give him the money. He's having an amazing season, like we've just said. But we are, we're not even halfway through a shortened season. And it's a different kind of year. Julius Randle is not out of the woods for me yet. I don't want him traded like I did last year. And I love how he's playing. But I don't know if he's going to do the same thing next season. This could be just like a mirage this season. You know, so there's really no reason. I don't know why anybody would be talking about extending him this summer. 
Right. And and if I were a betting man, I am a betting man. I predict that he will continue the way he's playing next year. But that being said, I'm still not going to put my money on that, though, if I don't have to. I mean, that was the beauty of this contract. So ride it out. It is a great, it's a great contract for them. And what's the benefit? Unless they're going to get a huge discount, they're in the driver's seat. They yeah. can wait a year. And Julius, Julius is obviously happy here. He's yeah. turned his, he loves not that Tibbet. he's turned his loves career around, but he's, he's having an amazing career. He loves Thibodeau. He loves playing in New York. So it's not like you have to lock him down because you're afraid he's going to have his eyes elsewhere. The fact that he is one of the key pieces that turn this franchise around and that they're on the upswing, you've, you've got him. So there's no reason to rush to extend his contract when you've got that that whole other year coming. And at you know where he's making about 20 million, whereas if you did sign him, you're going to have to pay the guy 35 million a year. Especially given how everyone felt about him last year. It's not like he's been on the rise, right? You're talking 6 months ago, everyone thought he was the they wanted to get rid of him for nothing. What? What did you say? <laughs> JJ stop, JJ stop. All right. Oh, everybody except you, Blandy. Thank you. Everyone okay. except you. In Thank six you. months, Jay, you might be, you know, we might be laughing at you. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right. I hope you were right all along. But let's face it. When you said it, it's just because you didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> okay. That's all I that was. That. It's not like That's you were just like know. more educated than everybody. You just didn't know what you're talking about. Okay. A broken clock is right twice a day. Okay. He's never going to let it down, Barry. Never. I'm with you, Barry, though. I have a feeling like it might continue, you know, because it's not like he's not just scoring a lot of points and his field goal percentage is really high this season. And that's that's the majority of why he's playing so well. It's that unselfishness. It's the assists. It's him being a team player. It's him saying all the right things. He was on that podcast with, was that the JJ Reddick's podcast? That was a great listen, at least the first half yeah. of it when he was, t- I, my favorite was all the talk about Thibodeau. Yes. The uh, I mean, that was great stuff. If, if anybody didn't check it out, I mean, that's worth uh, listening yeah, to. Yeah, just him, the bite about him talking about how Thibodeau was like the best coach he could ever ask for because he wants a coach who's going to push him and drive him and challenge him. Yeah, and they were talking about how, you know, you know, is it true like, uh, you know, you heard that a lot of guys don't want to play for Tibbs because of the type of coach he is. He said, no, that's not what I heard. I heard if you don't want to work, then he's not the coach you want to play for. But if you want to learn, if you want to get better, he's definitely the coach that you want. And and I think it was him that said this team was built for a coach like Tibbs. Um, you know, the fact that you have so many young guys and, and when you got young guys, they, they're looking to soak up knowledge like a sponge. And then you have guys like Julius that are never content. They're just super competitive. They want to get better. And they these guys haven't had a coach like this. Uh, and then he brings in these other guys like Kenny Payne that, that Julius has this previous relationship to that, that he gets him. They get each other. It was a, a perfect storm. And, and then Julius also alluded to all the time, extra time off that they had. And him really just putting up shot after shot to kind of tweak that three pointer, and 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 which which obviously he's done. That's in the numbers, um, and hopefully he'll sustain that. But it's been great. There's a quote from Ian Begley from his show, The Putback, with Ian Begley. Of course, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> there are prominent members of the Knicks organization that feel Randall is part of the young core that they're trying to move forward with. The, the guy's 26. He's not. He's not 29. He's not 30. I mean. Right. He's like four years older than than some of these people. So of course, I, why wouldn't they want to move forward with him? As yeah, he's part got of plenty of years. Core. Look, aside from that first, you know, rookie season of his, where he got you know injured out of the gate, 
he is a durable player. He plays every game. I mean, he's had 82 game seasons before where he's played every game. So he's not a guy that you got to be worried about. You know, he should be a guy that you're excited about, that you got him when you did, and that it's a great situation for him. Have you seen the rumors of World Wide West trying to get possibly Bradley Beal? Yeah, steering over him here? in the next direction. I saw one rumor of possibly Julius Randle being part of that deal. Well, that would make no sense. <laughs> well, if that was the only way you could get Bradley Beal, Julius Randle and, and you know a few picks, because they want apparently three draft picks, two draft picks, three first round draft picks, two swaps, an expiring contract, and one young up and coming player. Uh, it's not lot. unfair. Of that's an a, ask. That's a it lot. is not unfair for the it's for the Bradley Beal. leading scorer okay. in the league. Leading scorer in the league at 27 years old. That's what, what these deals take. What to would get that done. do to the chemistry of the team? You wonder how much of it is just built on this group of players and the way that they've related to one another and the way they're playing. You change that, and who knows what happens? All right, two questions. Would you do that deal if Julius Randle's involved? And would you do that deal? If he wasn't involved, but let's say the other young player is RJ Barrett. So you're talking three first round picks, two swaps. Let's forget the swaps. It's not worth talking about. Three first round picks, an expiring contract, which there are a bunch on the Knicks, and RJ Barrett for Bradley Beal. No, the, the, the guys I'm willing to give up in this deal are Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin. Those are guys I think at least you're giving them something, right? Uh, you know, they're getting... You know, a top 10 pick that really hasn't had a chance to showcase what he's capable of. You know, we all we all know the the Right, the you're giving a you're Obi. giving a young up and coming player, but you're not giving your the you're not giving the guy right from your team. Right. That I don't want to do. I don't want to give up RJ. I don't want to give up Julius Randle. I'm willing to give up picks. I'm willing to give up like I said our, you know, the 8th pick of this year's draft. I'm willing to give up Mitchell Robinson. You know, we're talking about Bradley Beal. Would they but- take Mitchell Robinson now, though? The trade deadline is the 25th of March, and we don't know when he's coming back. What is it, yeah, but it's weeks? not like you're dealing with a, a knee injury or a leg injury, something that's going to linger. I mean, this is a fractured hand. It's it's not a shooter, you know, that, that you got to worry about. Is this going to be an injury that's going to... I don't think they would take... I, I honestly don't think they would take Mitchell Robinson. It has nothing to do with the injury. Well, neither do I. I'm just telling you what I would do. It makes it a lot easier decision for me. Let me ask you... I think this is a better question. For Bradley Beal, let's say they're making the deal. It's three first-round picks. You have to choose right now. Are you giving them RJ or Julius? That's a fucking impossible question. It's an impossible RJ question. RJ or because Julius. It, because you get the feeling, like, okay, we're getting Beal now. All right. This is like really win-now mode. And it's like, if this is win-now mode, no, it's how still can not I give up Julius? That's it's, not. It's, 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 it's like top five seed in the East mode. It's not well, win-now Well, yeah, but if you're mode. top five seed in the East, I mean, you're gonna at that point, you're going to want to make a run at the finals. I know against the, the heavy hitters, you know, Philadelphia and Brooklyn, that's uh, unlikely to happen. But I mean, now you're in the conversation. You've got now you've got two all stars on your team, including the leading scorer in the NBA. One interesting thing I think about that quote from Begley is that if the Knicks organization feels that Randall's part of the young core moving forward, it's got to be a new thing based on how he's playing this year. And what does that mean for Obi Toppin? Right, because they obviously could have drafted other positions. I don't think they would have drafted Obi Toppin if they knew Julius was going to be a part of the young core and was going to be this good. There's no place for Obi Toppin if that's the case. You're not going to have Obi Toppin coming off the bench. There's not even enough, there's nowhere near enough minutes for this guy. If Julius Randle is going to be 
an all-star player putting up these numbers on a Thibodeau team playing 38 plus minutes a night. Well, why couldn't you have the two of them starting? Push RJ to the shooting guard spot if he could work on his shot. I mean, you have a, you know, Robinson, Randall, and Toppin in the front court. But one of the things that's made Randall so good this year is having that consistent three-point shooter behind the arc in his lineup so that when he does penetrate the lane, he's got somebody that's a threat to kick it out to. You start Robinson, Randall, Toppin, RJ, and I don't care who it is, Peyton, Rose, you don't have that three-point threat for him to kick it out to anymore. You know, maybe you start quickly in there and you do, but I think that's the nice thing about having one of these guys, although I'm not married to them either, but Burks or Bullock, now at least you have a legitimate you know, guy who's a 38 to 40% three-point shooter that Randall, you know, can set his sights on to kick it out to. Yeah, I mean, plus OB, Randall, and Mitch, they would just clog the middle of the floor, the three of them. They're all they're all at their best, like, in close, pretty much. We know Randall can come outside the arc at times and can play really anywhere, but OB's best within a certain range of the basket. We know Mitch is... It's, the floor is not going to be spread out enough with those guys. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, if you're not... If you're not doing some big deal where you have to include Obi in it, and I don't think they're looking to move Obi right away anyway, it's okay to take your time with him, you know, especially if the Knicks are on the right track. You know, I know what you're worried about, Craig. You got this lottery pick that's averaging 12 minutes a game. You know, how how is his progression going to be and, and what what's his future going to be on this team? But again, you got to remember, Thibodeau only plays 10 guys. He's lucky he's in the rotation at this point. He just needs, but he needs minutes. He, Dude, in the Orlando game, he took two shots. He he was an offensive force in college. Dude, I hear you. I mean, he, he was the college player of the year. He he was the dominant offensive player. It's why we we didn't draft him for his defense. Craig, he took I two bet, shots in twelve minutes. I bet minutes. on him scoring more than twelve points a game. If I would have bet on him playing twelve minutes a game, I wouldn't have won my fucking bet. How's he ever going to get better taking two shots a game? Well, let's. I mean, listen. Barry and I watched the Orlando game together, and they were down what, like fifteen or sixteen. There was like three and a half minutes left in the game, and Randall was still in there. Then I said to Barry, "Why is he still in there?" That Toppin finally got in like a minute, a minute and a half later. Like the game was out of hand at that point. He should be in there at the end getting those minutes. It just didn't make any sense that he wasn't on the court. They weren't going to win that game. It was clear. You know, everything had gone in one direction for, for you know, from halftime on. He should have been in the game. I don't know why he wasn't. Kevin Knox had one minute in that game. In in that fourth quarter, I don't remember how long of a stretch they went without scoring, but it was a long time. It was a long day. It was Nothing a long time. was going in and everything was just flat. And I just kept wondering, like, that's when you throw a Knox in there and you see if he can hit a shot or a few shots. When the whole team is doing nothing, that's when you pull someone off the bench and see if you can find a spark. It does make you wonder what Thibodeau means by, what Thibodeau means by situational. If that wasn't a situation for something like that, then what, what is the situation? Up or down by 30 or more. Up or down by 30 or more, and you've had three of your players foul out. Hey, guys, want to give a brief moment here to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. I might need to find a a cool pair of kicks, Craig. Whether it's rare dead stock or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. 
Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated the selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. You guys want to hear some Twitter questions? Sure. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> oh, who is wow. that? Was that Look Derek that. from Scotland? No, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kindergarten oh. cop. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. A new one Jay. from Blandy. Wow. You like that one? I do. No. That's it's followed by... Who is my daddy and what does he do? Well, that's not relevant. No, it's not, but that's that's from the movie, too. All right, here we go. Nick's Militia. Yikes. Nick's Militia. What is Obi's and IQ's ceiling? So Obi, it's hard to tell right now because he's only playing those 12 minutes a game, and he's playing behind Julius. But uh, I thought about this hard. You know, who can I compare him to in the league, uh, you know, stylistically, and even, you know, somebody that might have not put up big numbers at the beginning. And for me, and you know, and maybe this is shooting too high, but there's some similarities there. For me, it's Pascal Siakam. You know, you look at Pascal's first two years in the league, he was averaging, you know, four points, five points. He wasn't really doing much of anything. Um, athletic. And Pascal also came into the league at 22 years old. You know, and that's the one thing about Obi. It's like, well, you know, is he close to his ceiling because he's already 22? Uh, I know he's been playing the game of basketball longer than Pascal. Pascal was a late you know, uh, got a late start to the game. But that would be my, that's, I think his ceiling would be where where Siakam is at. You know who I think of when I think of quickly? This is like old school, but I think of Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell was a little bit out of control at times, which, you know, quickly seems like he does, but didn't back down from a big shot, was willing to take a a shot from wherever, um, you know, could shoot from deep and get into the lane. He just reminds me of Sam Cassell. Yeah, I, I think quickly can be elite. I mean, the way that he's playing now in his rookie year and, and the different weapons that he has, I think he can be, you know, a five-plus-year all-star. Um, again, wow. this isn't what I'm predicting that's a, that's he's going to be, but I do ceiling. think that's a ceiling. I mean, look at the look at the poise that he has and the moves that he has, you know, and like I said, all those weapons. I think he could get points up on the board. And he'll do whatever it takes to win, which, you know, an elite athlete is going to have to do. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what quickly ceiling is because I don't because I don't even know what position the Knicks see him at. You know, you're getting a sense that they don't even see him as a point guard, really. Which is fine. I mean, it which depends is fine, but it really changes. It really changes like his, the outlook for him, you know. I mean, then he's if he's not a point guard, then he is really just a, he's a scorer. Yeah, because he—I mean—he's an undersized shooting guard. I mean, he's like six, what, six two, six three, one ninety, one ninety-five. I mean, he's not a big guy. For some reason, if he's not a point guard, I see him as like six man of the year material for a long time. Like Lou Williams. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah, like Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. These guys that just come off the bench and they score at will. You know, but I—I I can't see. For some reason, I can't see him as a starting shooting guard. For the Knicks. No, he doesn't have the size. There's no. no, he would get pushed around. Jax, when will it stop being such a hard Knicks life? Kind of already has. I mean, we go into every like game. It doesn't feel that bad now. No. It's, right now, it's like, it's an eh Knicks life. <laughs> well, it's a hard Knicks life. Like, you can't say it's not because we don't know where the season's going to go yet. I still think for it to really not be a hard Knicks life, you, you need, I think if we got 
a playoff series win, you can start saying it's not a hard Knicks life. Until so that happens, it's going to be. Maybe we're looking at that next year. You never know. It could be this year. Who knows? Mm. Let's fucking knock off Brooklyn in the first round. <laughs> Rick Dastardly, who do you think are some realistic trade targets for the Knicks if they do intend on making a playoff push? And if any, which Knicks are you okay parting with? You've been hearing a lot of rumors about, obviously, Bradley Beal, Victor Oladipo, Zach Levine. Did you see Mark Berman said something about Andre Drummond? Like, what do the Knicks have to lose? No, oh, Andre Drummond. You've Which been I hearing. Just, I mean, just who's the other? Oh, CJ McCollum started coming out. Yeah, I saw today. that one. I think the most realistic trade target, honestly, is Victor Oladipo because he has a, a a big contract, and the Knicks have a lot of money. It's not going to cost anywhere near as much as those other players to get him, and he would be a huge upgrade to the roster. Beal, Levine, McCollum. I just feel like those are unrealistic because the Knicks are never going to, they're never giving up three. I don't think they're giving up three first round picks for Bradley Beal. Any other questions we want to talk about? Here, Knicks girl. Do you think Frank and EP will be traded before the deadline? No, I don't think Peyton is going, I don't think Alfred Peyton's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Everyone loves, Thibodeau loves him. Everyone Frank, loves him. Why would anybody, Everyone loves why would... him. I mean, every, I mean, the, the, not everybody. The only person that matters loves him. Yeah. He started all 30 games for the Knicks. And and of late he's been playing he's been playing fairly well. And who wants Frank? Why would anybody trade for Frank right now? Frank will be traded. But why why would anybody want him? And for what? I mean, you, to take Craig, a you need somebody on your bench. You know, <laughs> you need somebody playing. on your bench who never has any fucking chance of ever playing. When, you need when, somebody when's on the your last bench. Time he played. He's not playing. They're going to trade him. They're just going to trade him for a second round pick or something minuscule. <sighs> they might or some flyer on a guy that the, another team is not sure about. I'm so hard on Frank. Yeah. Daniel John, Knicks DJ 46. Perfect timing. Oh, sucking fuck us. <laughs> Your predictions for our record after 72 games. How many games are we into it right now? 30 games for 14 and 16. Yeah. So 72, what's the math on that? If they just stay at this rate. I got them at 34 and 38. Thir- four really? games under. Four games under 500. Another 20 wins. I mean, listen, if they continue the way they are, where it's like a couple of good games followed by a couple of crappy games, I mean, you know, it's possible. You just wonder how the wear and tear will, will you know, will go as the season goes on with people like Randall and, and Barrett and stuff like that. Is it You're saying 34 and 38, Barry? Yeah. I'm going, I'm going 38, 34. What? 38 yeah, and 34? You heard me right. Yeah. You predict they're going to be 38 and 34? They're getting better as the season goes. Yeah, yeah, but they're, dude, they're all these other teams. <laughs> these other teams are going to ramp up as they get closer to the playoffs. I think the competition is going to get harder. You don't think they can go twenty-four and eighteen the rest of the way? Twenty-four and eighteen, I think, is pushing it. We don't even know what the schedule is at this point. I think if we knew what the schedule was, maybe we'd have a better idea. Well, we don't. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> a bunch of games against Philly, a bunch of games against Brooklyn, a bunch of games against Milwaukee. You know, a bunch of games where they're not going to uh, have the luck they had at the beginning of this season, I could tell you. It's my fucking prediction. Plus, we're getting Victor Oladipo or Bradley Beal. So I'm going <laughs> with 38th or free. You criticize me. We don't know what's ha- going to happen the rest of the way. All right, Jay, what's your fucking prediction? Uh, fucking Mr. Know-it-all here. Yeah. 30 and 42. What are you, fucking crazy? What do you mean? It's an awful prediction, Jay. What? Okay. Right. Mark these. Yeah. Write these down, Craig. Somewhere they're going to play ten games under five hundred the rest of the way. The minutes are going to take a toll on some of these guys, and I also, 
you know, I'm taking into account the possibility that there's a trade and that that'll upset some chemistry. Barry's is the most realistic viewpoint. I'm a little positive. <laughs> and Jay, you're just like, you just think they're going to take a nosedive because that is not a good that 16 mean, and 26 the rest of the way is fucking yeah. awful. I mean, listen, it, it's, it's not a perfect great, synopsis of the it's three better of than us, what though. we've been getting. <laughs> I don't want to get too crazy. Craig, Barry, Jay, Dave from Scotland here. How's it going, boys? So I have a couple of questions. First, because of Leon Rose and the choices that he's made, the signings, bringing in Wes and Oller and, of course, Tibbs, the team of assistant coaches, he's not made stupid player signings. This is the most optimistic I've felt about the next future, probably since Van Gundy left. So I was wondering, when was the last time you felt this optimistic about the next future? Secondly, I'm wondering how Craig is going to solve his own Alfred Payton Emmanuel Quickly situation. How long before Barry's daughter gets off the bench and takes over the starting job of reading the news from Jay? Sorry, Jay. All the best, boy. When was the last time you were this optimistic? I'm not as optimistic as back in the 90s when Jeff Van Gundy no. was with the team. Well, well you're um, starting from a lower point now, though. I mean, with Van Gundy, you, you're coming off of Pat Riley years. I mean, now we're coming off, you know, the the the, the fucking the, the dumps, you know, of the last 20 years. You know, but now you've got like a front office that has made competent moves now um, you know, for over a year, you've got, and you've got Thibodeau in his first year of a five-year contract and you've got bright spots like quickly. I'm loving what's going on, but, and I'm very excited about what the front office has done, but. Craig, you just I'm predicted st- this team to go 38 and 34 after winning what, oh 15 games last year. Oh my God. Four games over 500. Craig, Craig look, at I their, mean- their, look at their last three seasons. So Barry, so, so, so what? To jump you, to 38 Barry- wins. A winning on, record alone? Here, here's Barry just trying to cause drama for the show. It's all uh, a fucking okay. act. Okay, because it, fucking Nick's DJ asks us to just predict what the record's going to be. I fucking throw out a number there. Yeah, and, and if they hold hit that number, there should be a fucking parade in Manhattan. <laughs> Get out of here. And now I mean, Jay's going to say he's feeling... They throw parades for any fucking reason and, and in fucking the city. Blandy's going to be saying that he feels more optimistic than ever, and he just predicted them to go 10 games under 500 the rest I of the way. I feel more optimistic than ever. I think thirty I, wins. Listen, I was just is, about to say. Optimistic. I was just about to say that I don't. I'm not like off the charts optimistic. All right. For all we know, their first draft pick, their first lottery pick, could be a bust. Thibodeau is coaching great. Julius Randle's playing out of his mind. We're 14 and 16, 30 games in to a season with no fans. A weird fucking year. <laughs> Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina, two of our other lottery picks, don't even play. I have to just see what what the front office does through this trade deadline. I have to see if after this season, a free agent's ever willing to fucking come here before my optimism is shooting through the roof like Jet Van Gundy style. But I mean, the Knicks are playing their asses off and it's a lot of fun to watch. And I'm more excited about watching the team than I have been in a long time every night because they're just playing like an actual team out there. But I don't know that I'm overall just overly optimistic. I gave that record because I just I love what Tibbs is doing. I just think I can't see him letting the team play ten games under five hundred the rest of the way. I just can't see him allowing that to happen. That's like that's just my belief in Thibodeau, really. I mean, I guess it's the most optimistic I've been since 
since the year they they went to the playoffs with Mike Woodson. But you just coach. predicted that they were going to play 10 games under 500 the rest of the way. Yeah, I, but that's an improvement from what we've been seeing over the last however many years. So that's I, optimistic, what, 16 and 26 over the next 42 games. They're 14 and 16 right now, so it's a pace that's a little bit worse than what they're performing at right now. And remember, I know it's only 30 no, that's wins. Much but it's not, than, that's much but it's worse not, than what they're performing Craig, It's not 30 right wins now. on an 82-game season. Yeah, it's 30, it's 30 wins, wins in a 72-game season. season. So but, I'm not saying 30 and 52. Yeah, but 16 and 26 the rest of the way is, is, is fucking awful. How is that awful compared to how they've been playing the last few years? We're not comparing it to the last few years. For the, for the way this team is playing right now, to finish 10 games under 500 the rest of the way is awful. Yeah, it'd be a little bit of a letdown from where we are right now, but I don't, I mean, I don't. If they go 16, 26 the rest of the way, a lot of the good vibes a lot of fans have would be gone because mm. that is an awful way to finish the season. That would be extremely disappointing. That's, that's not good. It's not good, but it's better. It's only better because their final record would be better than the overall record from last season, Jay. But after starting 14 and 16 through 30, doing what you'd say they might be doing the rest of the way is worse than the way they started the season. And that's what would be disappointing. I don't agree with that. 10 games under 500 in that few games is bad. What's that, like one win every three games? A little better than that, yeah. It's not good. I mean, look, they win two, they lose two, they win one, they lose one. I mean, it's not... Well, that's much better than win one, But you really think it's out of the question? I don't think it's out of the question. No, I'm just saying that would be... that 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 That's a big drop-off from how they're playing now. Barry, how optimistic are you? Again, if if we're talking about me, my optimism with the with the near future of this team, which I consider like the next two to three years, I'm very optimistic. You know, the the culture is in the midst of changing. You hear the way national media talks about the Knicks. You hear the way opposing coaches talk about the Knicks. It's changing. That in and of itself, and the fact. That they're 14 and 16, 30 games in. How could you not be optimistic? We've got Randall in another super favorable year on his contract coming up next year. And who knows what this kid quickly is going to become when he has an offseason coming up after an NBA season under his belt. I'm excited. And like you said, we go into every game with a chance to win. They've been competitive in pretty much every game, except this last, you know, stinker against Orlando. Other than that, they're they're always in it. Here, I'll, I'll I'll modify mine. How's thirty-two and forty sound? I'll give them don't, two no, more wins. Don't don't modify it. Oh, no, for the you, sake of who? You're where you're at. For Craig, for Craig, I'll modify it. <laughs> thirty-two and forty. No, is that better? No, it's too late now. Yeah, you're locked then, in. Then they'll go eighteen and twenty-four. You're locked in, Landy. All right. All right, y'all hear it? It's time for the news. Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. I almost forgot. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake is changing the crumb cake game. And our newsman, Blandy, may be their biggest fan. Blandy, tell us your three favorite things about Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cakes that you have not told us yet. Oh, jeez. That I haven't told you yet? Three things that you haven't told us yet that you love about Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. Go. I really like just the flavors that they come up with. You've said that. No, I like it's the idea of like, you know, people don't really think of that many twists on the crumb cake, but I mean, they really take it to another level when coming up with the different kinds of a crumb. Who would ever think of a carrot cake crumb cake or a cookies and cream crumb cake? You don't, you know, you don't usually hear that. People just 
they're just crumb cake. It's just crumb cake, exactly. Yeah. All right, two. Um, the fact that they come up with all these different flavors. <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> you heard that. We know that. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, there's the cake and there's the crumbs. What else am I going to talk about? It could be how they ship it to you, you know. Um, I mean, it comes in, website, that, in that spectacular, you know, uh, you know it's all plastic wrapped and everything so you know it's going to be as fresh as it could possibly be when it gets to you yeah from holiday gift boxes to their world famous crumpkins they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription you can get for three six or twelve months go to clarksnavcrumb.com use promo code hardnickslife for 23 percent off your order all right start, start bouncing that ball Blanity. all right here we go so jamal murray last night for the Cavs. i don't know if you saw uh, hit 50 for the third time in his career, but he became the first player to score 50 points in an NBA game without hitting one single free throw. He didn't even attempt a free throw that yeah, game. Yeah, not, nothing at all. I think he hit like eight threes. All of mm. his all of his points were either in the paint or from behind the three-point line, which I think he's like the second player to ever, ever do that. Um yeah, which is pretty uh, impressive. And I think, did Joel, Joel Embiid hit 50 last night too? I think yeah. he did. Yeah, he did also. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Murray, first to make 50, uh, hit 50 without att- even attempting a, a free throw, making a free throw. Uh, Pacers and Rockets, the game tonight that was supposed to be held in Houston was postponed due to all the crazy weather that's going on in Texas. So now they got to make up that one, um, you know, along with all the other COVID games or whatever that they have to figure out. Uh, five players have tested positive in the latest COVID testing. Um, although I don't, they haven't announced anybody specific that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dennis Schrader is in uh, protocols though. So whether or not that means it's just because of contact tracing or because he tested positive, I'm not sure. Um, we talked a little bit about the all-star game. They're still working on what the weekend's going to look like, but now they're talking about a three-point and skills contest prior to the game and then the dunk contest at halftime. I had mentioned the dunk contest at halftime uh, a few pods ago. Now they're saying three-point and skills beforehand. And if you are selected, you are allowed four guests, but those guests are only allowed to be either at the hotel or at the arena. Uh, and did you guys see the quote from Aaron Fox? No. Remember, he was one of the guys who came out and said that the All-Star game was was a stupid idea. Uh, he's clarified his statements. He walked them back a little bit and, and said, you know, he thinks the idea of putting everybody in one place is a bad idea, but if he were selected, he would go and that it's a huge honor. And so anybody who was selected more than likely would end up going. Who got in his ear? Um, yeah, so he, so he would like them to... Just play the All-Star game, but not all in one place. Well, yeah, separate places. Yeah. Yeah, just like through Zoom, virtually. Right. <laughs> uh, we mentioned before, we still don't know what the second half schedule is going to be, which is kind of crazy when you when you think about it. Uh, did you guys hear about DeMarcus Cousins? No, it sounds good, though. Sounds promising. De- DeMarcus Cousins, it was announced yesterday that the Rockets were picking up they're fully guaranteeing his contract for the rest of the year, which I think is $2.3 million. And then today they announced that they will be parting ways with DeMarcus Cousins um, because he's just not the future of the team, clearly, and he doesn't fit the offense that they're running. 
apparently they guaranteed his contract because they just like the influence that he was having on a lot of the younger guys and he's been a he's been um a good influence and they want him to get paid but just not not by them so anybody who picks him up now is going to have to uh pay him that full salary which is, which is kind of weird and then last but not least the uh Dallas Mavericks somehow are still 13 and 15 i mean the last time we talked they were 13 and 15 and that was that was like what? four or five days ago, wasn't it? Uh, are your numbers right? Yeah. According to the NBA website, the Mavericks are 13 and 15. Oh, well, they were supposed to play the Rockets, so that game was postponed. And again, they're in, and they're Dallas, so they're in Texas. Yeah, they haven't played in six, they haven't played in like six days. Yeah. Last time they played was the 14th, a week ago tomorrow. And that's the way the basketball bounces. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnesslife at gmail.com. Follow me at hardnesslife. You can follow you can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. And you, <laughs> you can follow Barry at none of your business. And you can also call us. At 516-33-MESH-1 and leave us a voicemail. Questions or comments are welcomed and encouraged. Very much so. Remember, if you like our show, please leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. You can buy our merch at hardnickslife.threadless.com. That's fun. And Blandy, what? you know what? Fuck it. Barry, why don't you give us the schedule for this oh, week? Oh, oh, my God. What? what? Hold on a second. Well, he wants it so fucking bad, What? He wanted it bad, dude. That's No, because I was I had something to play and everything. When well, he complained, sorry. I was all set. <laughs> Tonight, Sunday night, we got Minnesota. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you. That's not oh necessary. God. That is absolutely not necessary. We got Minnesota. <laughs> we got a nice little homestand coming along. Minnesota at 7. Then we're off on Monday. We got Golden State on Tuesday night. The first game that they're letting fans into the garden. So don't miss that one. Oh, That's going to yeah. be fun. We'll see how that is. Uh, about 2,000 fans in the garden. And then Thursday night against Sacramento. So very uh, well, yeah, boring, dude. Those fans are gonna be going nuts in that game. I can't wait. I wouldn't go, but <laughs> you see these fans at the other games, and they're just you know they're not into it. Did you? Knicks did fans you stop are gonna be Thursday? loud. Yeah, stop the Thursday. That's right. Why? Because we'll be doing Didn't another podcast for the rest of the week. Nah, I just say that, Jay. I just mean the net. Whatever, whatever. Barry I mean, wants to do. What about Saturday, Barry? Saturday. <laughs> It's a week from now. That's too far from now, What about Jay? Saturday, February 27th? First, the Indiana Pacers at 8 o'clock p.m. Wow. It's a long time from now. We don't need to go that far. Shut your mouth, funny guy! Jay's really, you're really, you've really taken offense to this. Yeah, and, and of all weeks, to all pods to do it, this one, after what he pulled last night. When I make decisions about who's getting in the game for certain things, not biased... No, everybody should be held accountable, Craig. Yeah, everyone needs to be held accountable. Your schedules the past few weeks, eh. Eh. You know what, Blanderson? You're situational. Really. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? All right, mm. guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard... Nick's life. Boom! Oh, fuck you. Oh, that was not right.
Sorry, Jay. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That was, I mean, that was. Oh, you made the decision, Barry. That's it. Blandy, the fucker. next show, you better fucking kill him. A sucking fuck us. That's what you are. <laughs> you are a socking fucker. That felt so good, by the way. <laughs> close the door fucker. on him. Man, did this dude just did this? <laughs> Barry just flipped the script on the whole show. Yeah, that was, that was bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.